Tiao Atuti, Ben Tornati ad un altro esudo di Covered It e infusionalette la settimana della Ryder Cup. Or in other words, <laughs> hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Covered It. It's officially Ryder Cup week. Are we all excited? Oh, cannot wait. That was probably the best, not to knock you, Shani, but that was probably one of the best <laughs> intros we've ever had to this podcast. It's, you know, what's very funny about it is... Uh, I the first thing that I opened for this podcast was uh, Google English to Italian uh, translator. <laughs> no, you <laughs> can translate a few things. Predictable bastards. Um, very um, excited. How are we all? How are we all? Before we get into any of the golf, Scott, as our resident uh, NFL fan, mm. I'd like you to talk us through this hullabaloo. Oh, T Swift, baby. T Swift, Swift and Travis Kelsey. Can you tell us is Travis Kelsey any good at American football? So Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, for anyone who vaguely follows uh, NFL, he's probably actually the best tight end in football. Actually, there's no probably. He's the best tight end in football. Um, very good. He's kind of like a wide receiver, but he's huge. Plays tight end. Double uh, two-time Super Bowl winning uh, tight end. Is very outspoken. I don't know if anyone, if anyone who passively follows American football might know that he called out the mayor of Cincinnati last year where the Bengals thought they were going to beat the Chiefs. Uh, and they didn't evidently, and he called uh, he called him out. Very outspoken. Um, is kind of like well known because had like a real. His brother also plays for the Eagles, and they played each other in the Super Bowl last year. Um, mm-hmm. his brother Jason Kelsey plays center for the Eagles. Uh, big Kelsey family, but basically this whole rumor got put around. They have this podcast and all this stuff, and he's just well known in the public light anyway. And then this rumor went around that he was supposedly dating Taylor Swift. And then he wouldn't come, or he made this kind of comment about it being like, oh, well, you should come watch. What's he say? He was like, I've seen you rip it up in the Arrowhead. The Arrowhead is the name of the chief stadium in Kansas City. And he was like, uh, he's like, I've seen you rip it up in the Arrowhead. Why You should come see me rip it up in the Arrowhead or something like that. And then Taylor Swift announced that she was going to the Chiefs game at the weekend uh, against the Bears, where they blew out the Bears. And she watched the game from the uh, Travis Kelsey's suite at the Chiefs, sitting next to his mom. And then Travis Kelsey scored a touchdown and it just the camera pans straight back to her and she's there and she's like, mouths, let's effing go. Um, so Love and that. there's a video of them like after just walking out of the stadium together. So Travis Kelsey could be, do you know what is huge is if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, like I'm delighted because I'd say over a lot of Swifties who are going to be buying merch, they're yeah. going to be going to games, like... Unreal, but that's the big, uh, the big Huge. story, which has taken over the NFL for the wrong reasons over the weekend. Huge. I that's so much more detailed than I thought. I wrote down <laughs> Taylor Swift plus NFL player, and I thought that was <laughs> going to be it. So thank you, Scott. There you go, uh, Patrick. How are you? I look well, Radish. Um, Patrick, how does it feel to be running two FPL teams? That's surely <laughs> in terms of in terms of men being losers, running two different FPL teams has got to be up there. You're a coward. I uh, uh, well, this week I actually forgot to help Kate with her FPL team changes, and we left uh, Turner and goal who played City, and we lost mm. eight points. We left eight <laughs> points on the bench. Sorry, can we can we get Ben? Can we explain to the listeners as to why we're giving Shani abuse about uh, about fancy football? So so basically, the covered it fantasy football league. Uh, which has 201 people in it now. We had, we had a late joiner, is being topped by a team that is being run by Patrick's wife, <laughs> run by AKA Patrick, uh, Kate Lloyd Samuel. 
she is the leader of the FPL group. <clears throat> um, and it's just a little bit embarrassing because Shani is it's, going out of his way it, to run it, two teams. <laughs> it's Kate's team, like. Are you that desperate for quack gear, even though you have so much <laughs> stuff that you're like, you know what, Kate, we'll enter two teams, so then our chances are better. Listen, I just love Fantasy Premier League, so leave me at it. Big shout out to uh, Adrian Connolly, who's is tied in first place with Shani and Kate. Um, <laughs> I think I think he's been up there all season. And another big shout out to Mr. Tom Wilson, who's dead last with a mere 249 points in comparison to Patrick's 382. So, I, I Tom did Wilson, have, pull your socks up. I did have a moment where um, I was looking at it. And you know when you go to check where you are on the list? And it said, you go, I was scrolling and it said my name at the bottom of it. And I was like, oh dear God, please tell me I'm not yeah. at the bottom of this league. I think I'm like 140 or 100 something. So I've got a bit of leeway from Tom. So it's not too bad, but there's a while where I was like, please God, tell me I'm not bottom of this. It's you're, We're not far apart. I wrote them down. Shani, you're about 20th with 382. I'm 50th, 371. And you're 150th with it's 335. Slow burner. So. Slow burner. Yeah. Your attitude like towards Fantasy Premier League really annoys me. When you do well one week, it's a great game. And when you do badly the other week, it's like you're just throwing the toys out of the pram, clicking the wildcard button. Not a fan. You're the guy who said yesterday in the group being like, <laughs> well, actually, uh, it's, uh, the average on Fantasy PL at the moment says that if you get below 76, you're getting a red arrow down. Uh, oh, so God. your attitude toward it makes me think you're an absolute loser. So <laughs> It's a sport. Who's with, It's not a sport, Patrick. Speaking, speaking, speaking of sports, Patrick, how how's the prep going? How's the prep going for the big the big day coming up soon? Yeah, um, I have decided to run the Dublin Marathon for the Down Syndrome Center charity. Um, we'll send out a link with the with a link for the charity um to donate. Um, but my prep is full of regret and pain. Um, I'm trying to just slowly increase the mileage. Um trying to get through all the doubts in my head that whether I'm going to get to the, first of all, I get to the start line and then get to the finish line. But um, yeah, it's going well. It's really affecting my time for golf, which is annoying, um, which is also tough. But yeah. I think I will get to the start line. I don't know if I'm going to get to the finish line. Uh, Shani, if you can run 29 kilometer training runs, you can do a marathon. Mm. I don't know because I couldn't walk after and had to get Kate to pick me up after that 29k. So we'll see. Maybe not. Any fear about having to use the bathroom whilst being a marathon <laughs> runner? I, I haven't actually thought about that yet. Um, But what I am worried about is the wind. Mm. Running into the wind is hard. It's a bit um, like your golf game. You're not exactly for you know what I mean? golf. It's, it's it's funny, like you do the same before you go for a run, you do the same things before you go play golf. You check all the weather apps, see if it's gonna be raining raining or windy. Um I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll be with you every step of the way. Maybe we could record like a four hour <laughs> motivational pod that you could just thud away to as you yeah, go. Captain's lock, ten K in. <laughs> I'll I'll just go next to you, Shani, on one of those like electric scooters, just like giving you like words of advice every so often. You know, just like <laughs> Bananas are a great source of potassium or just random facts, you know, <laughs> it'll get you through it. Well, we're, um, so what, we're what, what have we been up to, Johnny? What, what have we been up to this week, lads? Any, any shout outs down there, Patrick? Um, I do have a shout out actually. Um, Yannick Paul, friend of the pod. Can't hit a draw. Can we say that yet? I, I think we can officially call him a friend of the pod. 
Although he oh sorry, he, we actually have a reason he's a friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah he yeah. liked Quack's tweet. He did like Quack's tweet. Yeah, that's. I so... did look at his his Twitter account, and it's got about 140 followers. Yeah, so I think he he might be new to. The so Twitter it's not name. Yannick Paul, or it could be. No, I think it is him, but I think he's just new to it. Okay, so just to explain to everyone. Two weeks ago, when we were down at the Irish Open, I saw Yannick Paul hit a block slice, and I turned to Scott and said, "He can't move the ball from right to left." And there was a bit of banter about that. And uh, Ben via Quack Twitter tweeted at Yannick Paul saying, "What a fader of the ball!" And no, he liked this. It. Was this was after the European Tour put up a video of him hitting a lovely fade, power fade at, in the French Open, and I just said, "What a fader of the ball at Shani!" And then Yannick Paul liked it, so. He's out there just looking for friends, but yeah. He surely listened to the pod a couple of weeks ago when we mentioned him. So. I'd like to, I'd like to point out that that qualifies as being as close as we're going to get to a friend of the pod. Whereas, like, <laughs> whereas like Aaron Rye, there is no friend of the pod. There, I just put my one guy on that double one guy randomly likes our tweet. Yeah, oh, we got Mac Boucher as well. He's an actual friend. Um, I also have uh, a shout out to people. <laughs> people keep sending us in messages saying I have stories for you but I don't want you to call out my name <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah that's no problem people if you have funny stories and you don't want us to mention your name absolutely no problem we will keep we'll you anonymous. anonymous so please there's some funny stories out there and we want them so please send them in to the quack Instagram DMs and the final shout out I have this week is to James Kelly and Johnny Murphy who were sending me pictures of Furry Creek in Whistler or near Whistler in BC, which is they played it at the weekend, looks spectacular, and it, it is where Happy Gilmore was filmed. BC, yeah. British Columbia, for the rest of the listeners out there who never lived in Canada, like that. <laughs> um, yeah, have a, have an old Google of pictures of Furry Creek. Um, Gold that's Gold such an apt name for a course that Happy Gilmore was filmed on. I know, and that's I'd great. love to go back and listen to the Mac Boucher ep- episode now and see if you mentioned it. I don't think you did, but yeah. um, I have. I have any. Yeah, one shout out that this this is becoming a thing every week that I shout out Gar Evans, who has continued now to start to tweet to me. Uh, where he started most, something though. Yeah, his most recent one is the Romero handball that was given, which was a penalty against Arsenal, absolutely, but the one against United wasn't. Um, and he thinks that you know I get treated unfairly because it's Man United. So I just oh. want to shout out uh, Gar Evans and say cry, cry. I'm actually liking that he keeps coming back at me or something every week. But you, you, uh, sorry, Shani, you have to admit that United fans are the most deluded fan base. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's always it's, an agenda. Look, it's just it's tough at the moment. We're looking for anything. We're, we're oh, no, just looking for anything. I I feel like honestly now I know this is a golf podcast, but I feel like United will struggle to get top eight. Tough. I love it. Tough at the moment. All the stuff United have won. I've been a Spurs yeah. fan your whole life. Go in, <laughs> do one, will you? Like, oh, it's tough at the moment. All the money we spent. Go in. But sorry, yeah, my shout out is to, to Gary Evans. Keep a. Keeps tweets coming. Love the abuse. Well, that that really is quite a strong connection to my shout out, um, Mr. Drizzy Drake. I know Gar is a big. Fan. <laughs> um, do either of you watch Top Boy? I've no, seen I've, the first few series. Yeah, and people are get going mad about it now again because there's a new series there. Yeah, so basically it was a BBC or a Channel Four series, 2011, 2013, and then it got axed, and then apparently Drake watched it. And he liked it so much that his production company are now producing it, and it is made that the, next... the reason why. Yeah, so because well, I watched the first few series and thought it was class. No way. The original, I've gotten yeah. I've gotten really into it. Uh, shout out Drake! I'm now calling everyone Wagwan. 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 Um, 
but I would recommend, yeah, Top Boy. It'll get you speaking like a Londoner, bruv. <laughs> we, shout, we shouted out Happy Gilmore, Gar Evans, and Drake. That's a, this is a standard week. Oh, sorry, one final shout out. Um, uh, jo- you remember Jonas Blixt? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Swedish uh, golfer. golfer? Yeah. yeah, Swedish golfer. So the 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 first stage is a Q schooler on at the moment, and it was a bit of a shit show in Italy. Uh, it got there was such bad flooding that it got reduced. So basically, they played two rounds, and the course got so wet they reduced the course to a par three course. So they they turned the par fours. They brought the tees all the way up halfway up the fairways. Ah, and turned, go away. There was one par four, one par five, everything else par threes. That never happened because it was so wet they couldn't even do that. They reduced it to 36 holes. Um, and it was just an, apparently an absolute Oh, that's a shit show. But Jonas Blixt is, like that man's won on the, the PGA Tour and he is playing in round one Q school to get back onto the European Tour. Wow. So just, Shows how golf can get away from you. He's won on the PGA Tour, you said? I think he won the, the team event, the Zura Classic, alongside, I want to say, a golfer that's called Ryan. <laughs> um, are, you, are, you but does... of, are you thinking of the fact that Ryan Moore always kept winning the... Can you, can you check that for me, please, Scott? <laughs> yeah, let's um, get a fact check there. But Ben, interesting you mentioned that because people were asking me about this um, during sorry. the week. Sorry, Base. sorry, Shani. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Shani. Not only has the man won on tour, big shout out to Jonas Blix, my boy. So he's 39 years old. He's from Nassau, Sweden. Um, that may be wrong. But he has three PGA Tour wins. His best finish, he's come tied second at the Masters in 2014. He's come fourth at the PGA Championship. He's never made the cut at the US Open, but he did come 26th, tied 26th at the Open. Like he did he won. ever win anything with a golfer called Ryan? He won. <laughs> in what Ben? In what Ben? He won the Zurich Classic of New Orleans with a gent named Cam Smith. Cam Smith, correct. Okay. Yeah. Um but a lot of people were asking me about um what we were chatting about yes uh, last week about whether it's actually falling off a cliff in terms of losing your card or not, whether it's black or white. So like did this guy Jonas Blixt he would have like just lost all of his categories the whole way down year on year on year. And now he has to go back to Q school. Is that what happens? It has to be a long-term decline to lose your card, surely. It can't just be one bad year. No, no. It definitely happens over a long period of time. But mm. he would have just fallen out of the OWGR rankings. That would have dropped him out of rankings. For that, he would have fallen out of all the winner. Because if you win an event, you'll then get exempt for the next two or three years or something like that. Um, so it would have been a slow decline, but I, I don't. Let's have a look and see where he's in the OWGR at the moment. And actually, Ben, now that I think about it, I had one question from one of the listeners, and I'm gonna pounce this on you because I'm not sure if you know. But what happens if you got injured in the year and you couldn't play for an entire year? What happens you get, to your card? You get injury exemptions. So, sure. So you basically you get an injury exemption and the way that works is that you have to play less than the average number of events played by everyone else summed up. If that makes sense. Oh, they so you, pro rata. Yeah. So basically it's about 15 events for the year. If you play less than 15 events and you, because, and you've had a genuine medical certificate and you've seen the European tour doctor, then they'll give you an extension for the year after. Nice. Nice. Okay. We do a bit of Salheim recap before we get into the. I I think we should get into the Salheim, yeah. Um, I was very, very proud of Leona Maguire. 
that's all I can say. Do you know, just come on, Ireland. Just loved it. She was literally stomping on Americans' necks. Yeah. Whole, she can literally hold anything she looks at. She's such a good putter. It's ridiculous. Uh, also, on your point there of, like, I can, the one point, not only that Leon is unbelievable at match play golf and just unbelievable at Sol- Solheim golf, golf in general, really. Yeah. I love the come on Ireland there. Like, it's well known yeah. that there was... 40,000 or 60,000 or whatever it was. Okay, I think it was like 30, but at the... Paris. Yeah, in Paris about Ireland, South Africa, and I was talking about the zombie. The amount of Irish people who went to watch the Solheim Cup or the amount of green that was in the in the stands in the stadium following Neona in Spain were, was unbelievable. There were so many Irish people there. So just what a shout out to all the Irish people who travel around the world following Irish athletes and giving it socks. But I thought I, it was I'd love... say that was a good event to go to. You know, good access to the golf. The the Solheim in Spain, yeah, yeah. Apparently, the logistics was an absolute nightmare. Oh, to tell. Oh, like queues for buses, couldn't get people in or out of the course. There wasn't enough food there. There was like just just from reading Twitter, it sounded like an absolute nightmare. Um, and and, yeah. Are we gonna? Are we also gonna touch on the the nightmare that was the whichever company? I know it wasn't Sky Sports. The coverage. Yeah, yeah, the coverage. The sound. It's terrible. Uh, the sound, the like that one stage on the first tee box where we're just watching people hit the ball from the side, but you don't see where the ball goes. Yeah. yeah. They're like you really you really take good golf coverage for granted. But it was yeah, absolutely. shocking. Yeah. They didn't yeah. they didn't give us the sound of the crowd. They weren't showing us all the shots that were on the course. Mm. You were just seeing putts going in. You didn't know who who, who was putting for what. You you had no idea what the singles layout was in the just, morning like tell just us just put a us. put a, a, a leaderboard thing up it's it's yeah. not that many matches just put it up if, all the time if if live golf can do it then we well, can do it i really hope that so sky bought the is it they bought the coverage or they were paying for the coverage of the Salem cup off another company i hope that's not the yeah. case next week i hope it's just sky no i think it is just sky and the boys well it was um, the one did you see monday, monday q school tweeted that uh the breaking news on the on the on the, that no one realized that was it the, is it Corpez the the girl from the US team they mm. hadn't seen her hit Corpus, a shot up yeah. to yeah up, Corpus, up to the sixteenth hole or something crazy that on she was playing, day, she was playing Maya Stark in the singles and I was mm. thinking I watched a good bit of it on Sunday as well and I was like I haven't seen that Maya Stark match at all today and then I don't think she came up on TV till like the sixteenth or fifteenth hole yeah it's, and it's they were one of the hard. third or fourth last groups yeah um. But on a positive note, um, I've got a couple of notes here. First of all, back to the owner, right? How the hell does she get so much spin on her hybrids? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, she literally turns her hybrids. I know they're, I don't know. She just hits them into the stratosphere, spins. What are you laughing at? I'm, I'm she laughing. hit a hybrid like I've never seen before. I just don't I, understand it. I'm laughing like, usually... that's, that's what you picked from the weekend is the spin yeah. Leona gets in her hybrids. I feel like literally like when they hit a hybrid, you expect the ball to release a bit more in the green, but it just doesn't. Stops on a dime. So talented. Some good bucket hats on show from the Solid. Europeans. Yeah. Sagstrom. Yeah. Sagstrom was some, rocking that bucket hat. Yeah. Not a fan, but... good, there were some good bucket hats. There were some poor uniforms, specifically that shirt that Leon is wearing over your shoulder. The big the big yeah. V on her back. The it's yellow got a kind of a Spanishy. Vibe to it. I look, think that's what I'm, they're going look for. I'm I'm all for 
like yeah we're in spain great let's yeah, celebrate yeah. it but like we don't need the stripe on the shirt and on the hat i just yeah i don't know i think yeah, they missed it a little bit mm, yeah um carlota siganda oh. what a clutch finish um yeah, it all turned so quickly i was watching uh, like literally at one point i know you were at the north london derby ben <laughs> but um at one point nelly on the 16th stitched her approach and basically at that point it looked like America were going to win then Carlotta Saganda get stitches it like literally to a tap in to a kick in Nelly misses her putt with an awful putt I must say right there were some awful yeah. displays of putting from both teams for the whole weekend which wasn't great but um, as soon as Nelly missed that putt Carlotta goes and stitches it on the 17th and the whole, like it all just swung in about 15 minutes 10-15 yeah. minutes it was unbelievable and she um, got she she got sit twice as well. I think she was three and zero oh for the for the weekend. Uh, Carlotta, um, so, okay, Siganda. She she got sit in two of the sessions, so I think she played in three and won three. Ball, yeah. Which, and going do, back to oh, sorry, just on that point, do either of you know the one player in Salheim Cup history who has gone five and zero? Oh? Michelle, we no. Ben, I'll give you one guess. She I'm was, just I'm uh, just thinking it must she, be a famous. She was playing. Person. She was playing at the weekend. And then Nord oh, Christ. she's playing in it. Yeah, she's playing in the weekend. Nor Crispin, no. Uh, the uh, shows about Sichani. I'll give you one because you guess because uh, she wasn't playing at the weekend. I'll give you um, one. But like, I'm just thinking the it Dame Laura Davies. No, she wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck. The answer. <laughs> the answer is in 2013. Caroline Headwell went five and zero, oh, and she is oh. the only lady at the Salham Cup ever to go five and zero. Oh. And to be fair to oh. her, she she actually turned it around. She turned yeah. her match around, and um, that was the reason why we won. Yeah. Um, Just, okay. Well, um, sorry, sorry, we didn't win it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we get into oh, this. Sorry, yes. We oh. didn't win. We did not win. And I want to get into this. I didn't like. I felt a bit weird when they stormed the green. I was kind of like. I- couldn't Would you agree not wait more. To see if you could win it. Couldn't you agree more. Storm it? Oh, it just felt weird. I thought, I don't know. Did you see Lexi playing the bunker shot? Uh, and they're all none of them. No one's looking at Lexi. And there's this big group of pe- people who are looking up at Siganda talking to the King yeah. of Spain. The King of Spain just happened to rock up out of nowhere. And oh, then, and then Lexi's there being like, "I'm trying to get up and down here. I know to not lose the Solheim yeah. Cup." Like, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, no, I've got a golf podcast and I have to, like, give my opinions on this. But my opinion is that I don't think they should have stormed the green. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, yeah. you're back on the tee box. And well, I, was just, I was saying, I was sitting with Maddie watching it from our, in our house. And I was just like, get off the green. Like, I just don't, like, like, I think you can't. I know this whole retention rule that if you, but it was like, you want to, I know they've won it twice in a row now, which kind of strengthens the argument. But you won it two years ago with a bunch of different players. Like it was two years yeah. ago. Who cares? This is this is right here, right now. Let's send let's send Lexi and and Leona down the first fairway again. Let's go again. So I have a couple of th- theories or thoughts. Yeah. One one which I really want is that the two uh, the two cap the two ta- captains have to go down in the first. Oh, place. that's such a good idea. My next one is that the, cap- that the captains get to pick a player from the opposition team to play in a playoff. So like say the European yeah. captain might have picked Nelly or whatever yeah third third one uh is that the team who won it the year before starts on 0.5 oh so okay you Mm. you get an advantage because you won't like that and then that and that does would that mean 
you would never have a tie. Yeah. Yeah. So like that would that would fix that. Yeah, yeah, actually. And, I, well, and yeah. I think no one, because it happens at the very start, no one even thinks about it. If the other team wins, they go up a point to a half. I think you just get all, like, you don't have to worry about it again. But oh, I don't know. I think we need I, to get rid I'd of the tie almost, rule. I'd almost be like, if you're going to keep the tie rule, I would almost give it to the, if you tie, give it to the away the team. team. They've yeah. come from the other side of the world and they they didn't yeah. get beat away. And I, I, yeah. I, I just think that the weekend was, and I watched a lot of it, was that like, it's one of those ones, and I am not a golf purist in any way, shape, or form, but it's one where people who are golf purists would turn around and go, you know what? I don't know why I'm putting an American accent on scratch that, but people would be like, you know who the real winner is? Golf. Because you know, like, well, America America dominated, uh, and then no, got back no. to, got back, came back into it, and then it got back to eight all, and then 14 all was real. They both played really well. They both played really bad. Golf yeah. winner, so, which I'm just like, absolutely. I just hate draws. Yes. It was like the Lions but, in New Zealand a few years ago where they yeah, all yeah, yeah. like oh, started smiling in a photo. Oh, you know? couldn't agree, yeah. This but, is the exact... Sorry, Ben, just to cut in across you there, right? This is the exact time where a journalist would go, I don't want to say it, but I'm paid to give my opinions. I'm going to say it. I am not paid to give my opinions, but I just didn't like this whole celebrations around a draw. No, no. I also just find it weird them all jump... Not like celebrating jumping in the pool while the Americans are all upset, even though you didn't actually beat them. And I'm like, yeah, just a bit yeah. of a hollow celebration. I'm all for celebrating, but I just think, yeah. Um, Listen, I don't want to take anything away from Leona all week, no. though. My, I was so proud of her. Like, what a baller. You know, you Ireland's both know I only ever Solomon Cup player. Yeah, th- like yeah. that's such an achievement. And also, yeah. I completely forgot that she was the world number one amateur for like t- nearly two and a half years. There you go. Yeah. Rose Zhang. No. Oh. Leona was... Oh. Uh, Rose Zhang was um, world number one amateur for one week longer than Leona. So it was wow. actually an interesting matchup that they played against each other. Hmm. Mm. So Leona was, was number one for over two years. You both know I love a, a stat to finish off the Solheim Cup. I want, uh, want you both to tell me who is the number one point scorer for the, for the European team all time in the Solheim Cup. Lord Davies. Correct. Dave. And then I'll Ben I'll let you go first on this one. Team USA. Hmm. Oh. Actually. It's interesting that Annika. The person on... Annika is second. She has so so For the dame. Position. The dame, friend of the pod. We're gonna go Aaron Ryan as mm. a friend <laughs> of the pod. Uh, the dame has 25 points in the Solheim. Annika Sorenstam has 24. Next best is actually Katrina Matthew, also Europe, has 22. And then the next person is an American with 21. I would nearly go out on a limb and say that the Dame is the most underrated golfer of all time. <laughs> just just because you don't rate her, Shani. <laughs> yeah, just everyone else rates her. Um, uh, the I answer... no I'm, ch- I'm trying to think of a golfer who's played lots. Lexi, she's played lots of them. No, none of, them, none of the top five for America were even playing this weekend. Uh, number one is Christy Kerr, 21 points. Mm, yeah. yeah. So there you um, go. Just on Lexi, what did you think about her comment in the press conference? Oh, sorry. As Shani said, I'm not paid to give my opinion, but I'm going to give my opinion. This <laughs> really, really annoyed me. It, this it is remind like... me again. Just paint so, the picture so, for me. So the picture so, was... Or do you want to do it or will I... You the... go ahead, Scott. So Friday afternoon, there was there was the whole comeback. America were hammering them. And then on the last hole, she's playing against a group against Leona and I can't remember who Leona's partner was. Maybe it was Pedersen or... I can't remember. But anyway... Leona chipped in and Lexi had to get up and down for a half. 
and Lexi or Lexi basically shanked a wedge from a very tough lie. It was kind of embedded by the looks of it up the side of a hill on the bunker. I saw this, but did she have to chip it in or or get up and down? I think she had to get up and down because then because then she played then the next chips. chip. Then the next chip she played over, which was a clean chip from where she shanked it to, she had to hold that. But anyway, Leona won grand, got a point. In a press conference afterwards, she was asked just to describe what happened in the shot. Um, and most golfers would go, yeah, look, I mean, would you, I tried to play underneath it, pop it up and have a go, but unfortunately it just didn't work. Something like that. It's like it's like the penalty at the weekend, Northland and Darby. They ask Arteta, they ask and It's all the things you have to talk about. It. And she goes, her answer was, uh, I don't think I need to comment on that. And your man was like, sorry? And she was like, I don't, I don't think I need to comment on that. The, the ball was embedded. It was, it was tough. Uh, I don't think I need to comment on that. And then, and then, and then the, um, the reporter goes, okay, thank you. And then you hear the American captain go, just kind of moves on. They go, and next question. And you hear the American captain near her mic just go, what a terrible question. Sorry now. That reporter, like, it's, it was one of the big swings of the whole day. And all he did was ask, he goes, can you just walk me through what the thoughts were? And she like, you're a pro golfer. Just stand up and be like, look, try to play the shot, hit the hosel. Just didn't come what, out. What's your thoughts on that, Ben? I just think you are okay. They don't get paid to play in the Salon Cup, but you're a professional athlete. You make a lot of money off it. You're on the world stage, and you hit a shot like that. You're allowed to be asked a question by a journalist. And I saw some ridiculous carry on on Twitter, including some Irish guy who likes to think he's a bit of a golf journal or something that I had to unfollow <laughs> because it pissed me off so much. I just, and he 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 was he was like, what stupid journalism? He's just baiting. No, you're not. As a journalist, you're there to ask questions and get context about what happened. It's completely reasonable to ask any golfer about a specific shot. Yeah, but I would say as well, like, it's completely reasonable to be very pissed off after you've just shanked the ball in the 18th green and just, you know, have a bit of a a hump on you and not want to. She could have very easily just said, look, it was a bad line. I shanked it. We all hit bad shots. And then that would have been next question. Yeah, but you don't turn around and go, like... I mean, I'm sure Romero's annoyed about the handball or Jorginho's annoyed that he got turned over. But I mean, you're still a professional athlete. You have to answer. Yeah. Uh, but also, just on Lexi, I didn't see the clip, but was does she, does she like officially have the chipping yips now? Not that shot, but was there another shot that she hit that was yeah. like, whoa, 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 other, whoa, what's going on here? The other shot was on the first hole. It's a drivable par four where she just played up laid up to the right, which lots of them did. And she yeah, just and played, a very difficult chip to be fair to her. You kind of, it was because it was playing so fast. You had to chip it all the way just to the edge of the green and it would roll down to kind of a front pin. And she, her chipping, her practice motion was like kind of one you'd see, like shout out to Sammy Mack and old Sammy Mack now. Sammy Mack, you're playing great golf. You're playing great <laughs> golf, man. But old Sammy Mack where his practice swing would be like Rory and then his like actual swing would be real short, a bit more John Ram action. Um, I tried to like. So, yeah, they, apparently they apparently they slowed, they showed her practice swings and then yeah. showed her actual. Yeah. And, her, yeah. her practice swing was lovely, and then her actual chip, she dips in and kind of just scoop, I, and it just comes up short. I don't I think, like that though. Like you know, you hate to see someone having the yip. So mm. I feel for it. Now on the on the so on the positive side to Lexi, you know, three and one. I hope I hope you get over the yips. Fair enough, right? But on the negative side for Lexi, uh, nails on a chalkboard, um, grinding teeth. Uh, whatever you want to call it, but keeping your glove on for the oh. entire day the drives entire... me mad. She kept it on for like interviews on the side of the green. <laughs> yeah. Um, it I just like just take your glove off. Like I don't know what I mean. Like, just take like it off. Ma- Michael Jackson walking around with <laughs> yeah. the glove on or something. It's, it's just... nails on a chalkboard for me now. But like warm, warm weather, leaving yeah, your glove sweaty. On. Yeah. Like what? I just think that's so. I think bizarre. I like... think I I'm genuinely serious now. I'm not taking the piss, but. 
I think if she took her glove off, her putting would improve, her <laughs> chipping would improve. I'm actually not even joking. I, I would also anyway. like to we'll finish on a positive with Lexi Thompson that she was someone who a lot of people going into it were like, she shouldn't be picked. She's not in form, all the stuff. And she, she showed won her singles. 3-1. Yeah. She finished yeah. with a three and one record, to be fair to her. One yeah. of the records of the Just whole week. She did it, did the business, did her business, like, you know. Yeah. You can't yeah. doubt it. So fair play to her. Um final, any more yeah. yeah, final sideline point for me. Um did it look like a golf course where we'd be on a lad's holiday and then end up in cats <laughs> afterwards? It <laughs> looks like it looks like every golf course that I've ever gone to in Spain, yeah. Portugal, Portugal, or Tenerife. Yeah. 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 Um so... I and I also um what do they call it? Bermuda grainy Bermuda grass. Like the, some of the lies you do get around the green there, they're really I don't know, I hate the grass over there. Yeah. I know that's a very I, technical I, point, but I don't like that grainy Bermuda. I'm, I'm also, my last point on the Solheim Cup, Ben, is, and I'm so glad you brought up the, the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift of like, <laughs> fairness to the man, you know, she she's Taylor Swift, probably the most famous person at the moment in the world. And he shot his shot and look at them now, it worked out. So I'm going to use this podcast as my medium to shoot my shot. Um, And Lynn Grant, if you're listening to this podcast, I absolutely love you. I love, You're just so good at golf. <laughs> I think you're amazing. And just call me anytime. I'm, <laughs> I've got a really successful podcast going. It's an up-and-coming golf brand. I mean, you know, I can live in Sweden. Just, what podcast is that? Uh, this is my other podcast where I just <laughs> fancy football. Um, but I love you, Lynn Grant. I love you. That is the perfect segue into the Ryder Cup. Well, actually, what I was going to use the segue was that I, I really hope that Marco Simone isn't remembered as a bad course because having watched a couple of videos, I just get a feeling that people are going to hate it it's a I very think it's it's a very long golf course it's a huge golf a, course, right it's yeah built, it's built on lots of like lots i of had golf. a i had a bit of a i had a bit of an epiphany um on my run there about what your, the europeans could do i'm kind of sending a bit of advice to luke unless he already has this planned but you know the way you're seeing all the images of how thick and long the rough is at the moment um it looks ridiculously long, by the way. Um, which if you're going to say, it's that just, long, what? are you are you just going to say don't hit it in the rough? Because <laughs> no, but it just it looks so long that it potentially could damage the um, caliber of the play. But um, my my thinking is right. Is Luke thinking that we're going to grow it up so long that they have to practice in it all week? and all this kind of crack and um they think it's going to be long and they're not going to play bomb and gouge they're they're just going to you know nip it along play irons off tees and stuff like that and then like friday like friday morning at like 5 a.m they're going to send the greenkeepers out to like cut it down in like certain spots like on the right side of the fourth and like the left side of the third and then they're just going to send like rory out to bomb it over to the over there bomb it over here bomb it over there that's what i would do and not tell the Americans. That, that would be interesting. I, <laughs> They'll never I figure know. it out. <laughs> I don't know if that would be allowed, but I haven't thought of that. It's absolutely allowed. You can do whatever the whatever you want. Luke Donald, <laughs> Luke Donald literally can set that course up exactly how it wants. He can pick when the foursomes are played, when the four balls are played. He can do it. Oh, I like it. Um, so for this section, we've run. Uh, I am going to play. Mr. Zach Johnson, American yeah. captain, struggling with a hairline. Scott is going to be Mr. Luke Donald. I wish I had his hairline. <laughs> and Patrick is going to be our uh, what? What you a vigilator? Adjudicator. Yeah, that's probably the word. Yeah. 
and he's going to just we're, we're going to go through the pairings uh foursomes four balls singles and we're going and patrick will decide who he thinks won based on the information and stats that us as captains present isn't that right scott yeah yeah um i so I, just oh yeah sorry you're okay. just before you uh just before you start that um one other thing that luke donald has control over is who's in his um background team and have you heard who he's bringing in uh, Francesco Molinari Eduardo no Mar- he's actually bringing in a man known as Ronan O'Gara right and I have a clip um, that I'll play for you here of um, a speech that Ronan O'Gara gave to the team earlier on today are you are you about to say it's opportunity fucking enormous <laughs> <laughs> no in America Iravama outsider Agi si parte da zero da zero DC Non mi interessa chi e la posizione. L'opportunità è enorme, è fucking enorme. Siamo la squadra più forte del mondo. Del mondo. Ischiti de dimestramelo. Come on, boys. How could Europe not win the World Cup? <laughs> or the World Cup? Right. Do we have any any Italian listeners? I wonder. Um. So you just heard from Ronan O'Gara there, um, giving the Italians. Um. No, sorry, not the Italians. <laughs> the Europeans. <laughs> Europeans. <laughs> and, no and he gave them. And he gave them a speech in Italian for the Italian vice captain <laughs> to then translate. <laughs> is is Francesco vice captain? Is he? There. Yeah. 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 Oh, very good. Very I good. think both. I think both Molinari's are involved. And then you've Thomas Bjorn, Olathabo, and just someone else as well. I actually, I think, I, I reckon there's five. Cold starts, cold starts. Mm. I was listening to a podcast there, um, the High Performance podcast, where they had uh, Sam Torrance, Luke Donald, and McGinty, who I know you're not fans of. Um, on um, where they talked for an hour and a half about their captaincies and um. McGinty made the point that they have five so that they can have one following each match and then one vice captain stays in the locker room with the guys that didn't get picked. For for all you rugby heads out there, that's not AJ McGinty, the uh, <laughs> out half. That's Paul McGinley. Who he's um, Shani, did he tell you the story about how he uh, purposely put Victor Dubuisson and Gray McDowell yeah, together? Yeah, he, he lives off. He lives off all those stories. But that anyway, is his, his after-dinner speech. We won't get into McGinty again. Uh, right. Do you want to do you want to get into your um? So Friday morning, we're saying it's foursomes Friday morning. I'm not, I'm not uh, convinced that your source there is correct, but I'll go with it. Patrick, it, it's one hundred percent foursomes four ball foursomes four ball. Okay, 100%. foursomes four ball. Okay, I, so I, I would, Friday morning. What I would doing? I would like to put out the caveat that um, and I we haven't talked about this, but I'm assuming being a friend of Ben, I know Ben very well, <laughs> that he also. Hasn't factored in the fact of the golf ball shite where one's playing a tailor made, the other's playing tailor. I've just gone with pure gut, pure love of golf. Um, so before anyone comes at me for the, well, they play a Strixon and he plays a go shove it because I'm not doing that on a podcast about the Ryder Cup. Um, well, assume... as the adjudicator, I will have to take that into account. Yeah. What golf Scott, ball would... the professional golfer plays? Well, Scott, would you like would you like a few Marco Simone just facts that may play into your selections? 
yeah. just just yeah. so so three of the four par threes will be with the person teeing off odd. Oh, three of the four. Yeah. Well, that's actually so good you... information. <laughs> I have so I gone into this detail on my team, Ben. I'm not going to lie to so, you. Now. I made it in so, five minutes before this podcast, so, but sure, so sure. You're so you're basically going to want to have your better iron player playing off the odds. Yes. And then you yeah. probably want to have your better putter playing off the evens. He'll have more clutch putts, or depending on how he, the other guy's hitting it, he'll have more up and downs. So better putter slash chipper. I've gone for all of my 12 golfers are in the form of their life. So uh, <laughs> I didn't feel the need to put down who's teeing off where, but love where you went with it. Interesting okay, stat you... though, Ben. Thanks for that. So who are you sending out first, Scott? Oh, so Shani, are you just going to keep who you think is going to win and that's going to be a point to point, or you can say a draw and then at the... I'm no. not too sure, Scott. <laughs> We're going to roll with this. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I've gone first up pick. Um, first pick is Rory, McIlroy, and Victor Hovland. Mm, love that. Okay. Thanks. In foursomes, yeah. Yes, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Friday morning. Any, yeah. con any context context or just names? Or... Uh, just big ballers. I'm just going hard straight off the bat. We've shown up. You've come to Italy. Look, you've got to face off the first tee. Okay. Yeah, fair. Um, first up, I'm going to go for the silent assassins that is Patrick Cantley and Xander Schofle undefeated in Ryder Cup foursomes. Ooh. And I will go on to say that they will play in every session of mine together because really? that's just how it works. <laughs> Out okay. first though. Okay. Yeah, silence the crowd with boredom. Okay, so will we just do them all, Shani, and then at the end you can tell us the score after each, each, each session. So second yeah. out, second out, I've gone with fantastic friends off the golf course. And this is one to get the crowd going. I think Hovland, Macroy, crowd favorites. This one really won't get like kind of a guttural, you know, here we go, Europe. Uh, I'm going out big Shane Lowry and Tommy Fleetwood. They go on holidays together. Um, their kids are friends. Their wives <laughs> know each other. Just putting it out there. Well, this is going to be an incredibly friendly match of golf because the second guy is only on the team because the first guy is world number one. I'm gone for Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns, Ooh. best mates. <laughs> Scotty, okay. Scotty playing off the odds because he's a terrible putter. Sam Burns playing off the evens. You're not going to beat them. The, the the second guy is only on the team because the other guy is really good at golf. <laughs> Unlucky Sam Burns. Um, third off the bat for me is just stalwarts. Um, I've gone for an all English team. Um, Mr. Corporate, Justin Rose. And Mr. Punching way out of his league, way, way, way out of his league in his relationship in life, Matt Fitz. <laughs> Matthew Fitz. So, Rose and Fitzy. Um, Hashtag Team Rose. Yeah, swing low, sweet chariot. Um, I've gone for Colin Morikawa and Max Homa. Just two ball strikers. Okay, okay. Both hate Italy. I think they're both actually gluten-free. So they won't. <laughs> what do you mean they both hate Italy? They're both gluten-free, from what I hear. Um, there's just the rumours I'm spreading about the US team before we get to <laughs> pasta everywhere. They're gluten-free. You don't have a chance, Ben. Uh, and then my last one is uh, team juggernaut, team dad bod, team aggression. I'm going um, Tyrrell. Oh, yeah. Tyrrell and Big John Ram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, keep on. My final pairing are either going to win seven and six or lose seven and six. <laughs> J JT it's and Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Spieth and JT <laughs> going to send the ball off the planet. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it for the sheer for the fans. I'm doing it for the fans. Love it, Ben. Love it. Right. So What's so I think maybe the way this game might work, yeah. Shani gives us a score after the first session, and then yeah. What's the score, Shan? 
bearing the mind that we have four more um, through here. So. I'm going uh, Rory Vic, Cantley Showflay, I'm going halved. Um, I'm going Scotty and Sam Burns to beat Shane and Tommy. Crazy. I'm going Marikawa and Max to beat JR and Fitz. And I'm actually going to go Spieth and JT to beat John and Terrell as well, because I think Spieth and JT are going to show up. So okay. that's actually let's, three, let's and just, a half. three and a half to a half. Let's just remember the last time the Americans came to Europe with a stack team. Scott, you got some work to do. Uh, so first again, my, my afternoon thing is we are team Europe. I'm not about sitting blokes. Um, actually, also interesting fact, just off point, you know, in the Solheim Cup, you have to play in one session before the singles. Um, oh, is that, a, is that a rule? Yeah, Caroline Headwell had to play in the afternoon with Norquist oh. the other day. Um, so I that doesn't come into I don't think it's right Ryder Cup thing obviously because Thorbjorn and some people have done it before where they've gone to singles but we're a team mm. in Europe we're blood brothers we may not be the high of the ranking but we're going to win it off spirit um, so I all my rookies are playing in the afternoon so the first one that is going to be uh, I'm going for a Scandinavian pair we're going Norway and Denmark I'm going Vic and uh, and Nikolai Hogard oh I thought yeah, you thought put it with Ludwig doing... no, 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 no. Vic and Nick yeah Scott, I'm as Zach Johnson is. I'm a very kind person, and I'm also going to play all of my rookies. Nice. Um, and for no reason other than I think these two have, will have nothing to talk about. I've gone for Brooks and Harmon. They're lambs to slaughter. <laughs> Brooks and Harmon. Okay. Are you kidding me? You can have your point. There's um, a point there. Okay. Second, I have gone with. I've gone with even steady Eddie. Um, but with and then playing with an experienced golfer who's real highs and lows. Um, so I'm going Ludwig uh, as the steady Eddie. He's just such a steady golfer. I know he's real young and all that, but he's a rookie. And I'm going to play him with Big Tyrrell. So I'm going Ludwig, uh, Aberg, and Tyrrell Hatton, Oberg, and Tyrrell Hatton. Where did that one come from? Yeah, just up the... until about four seconds ago, I had Brian Harmon also playing <laughs> in the second, <laughs> the second game. This is what I mean. He's put into a channy. They're like, I'm so who's gluten free and he's making nothing. <laughs> so... Um, but I've quickly substituted in uh, Wyndham Clark to play with Scotty Scheffler because Scotty just has to play all five sessions. Because Wyndham Clark, there's a name. I know. I forgot. About I was him. really like, who do you put him with? There you go. Um, and I have gone with the guy in my background cover here. Who look, I think we've hated on him a lot. Well, Ben and I specifically have hated on him a lot. But this week, I'm getting him behind him. He was born in Austria. He's as Europe as they come, even with an American accent. Uh, I'm going Sepp Straka, and I'm sticking with the the dad bods. I'm bringing putting them up with Big John Ram. I think oh, they're both yeah. perennial winners in their own right. Um, and yeah, I'm going Sepp Straka and John Ram. I thought you put them with Shane, the two Strixon boys. I did. I thought there might be a weight limit on each tee box. <laughs> I didn't want to put Seb and Shane together. So, just for reference, Ben has said nothing about weight about any golfer so far. <laughs> Um, they'll be going up, my strengths. They'll be going up against uh, Ricky and Spieth, the the uh, spring break boys. Ricky's back in town. Oh, huge! Ricky so J- Fowler is he J- on the team? Brilliant. He's on the team. J- JT sitting on the sidelines, getting jealous. You're making it. Ooh, gonna be jealous. He's 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 actually on the range practicing because he needs he's, it. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he just sprayed it halfway to Mexico on the team. Um, Okay, and then my last one, I've gone for it. This is a big crowd favorite. Chani, where's the home of golf? St. Andrews? Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then... Royal Ring and Anne. And there's the second, that was exactly where I was going. What's the second home of golf? Ireland. So I'm going with, 
We're going Rory and Bob. We're going the crowd are going to be pumped. Rory and Bob. <laughs> Rory, Rory, best player in the world. Just Mr. Consistent. Bob could put it anywhere on the planet, but I'm hoping he shows up like Scottish Open Bob because half the crowd are going to be Scottish and Irish anyway because we're the only yeah. countries that travel. So the crowd are going to be hyped for Bob and Rory. It's okay because Cantley, Cantley and Xander are going to put them to sleep again. See, that's what I mean. They're not going to play golf. They're going to be so boring. This is the Ryder Cup we're talking about. I'm not going to lie. I am loving Europe against America yeah. there. I'm loving those picks, Scott. Yeah, four like, nil, four nil Cup. session. Europe, no four nil session. We're up at four and a half to three and a half. Okay, for the for the sake of the listeners, let's let's rattle through. Let's yeah, rattle yeah. Through. quick, quick so, game. Yeah, I've gone uh, day two. Rory and Shane. We're going Ireland off the bat. Colin and Homer. Okay. Uh, I'm going Hov and Ludwig. So Cantley Zander. Oh, taking them again. That's just, geez, that's such a real boring. You know what, I, what I do want to say when I was doing this is that, like, I bet at, like afternoon the next day really comes down to how a couple gets on, how a pairing plays well together. And, like, you will just keep riding that if they're playing well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've kind of mixed, I'm just presuming that Cantley and Xander will continue to go undefeated. I also love if anyone listens to this podcast, all they're going to remember is being like, I think Ben just picked Cantley and for every <laughs> single one. He, like, he's sitting there going, who the hell is Wyndham Clark? Um, <laughs> So Hoblin Ludwig, that one. My third one is um, Tommy and Seb because Tommy can't win, but he's real consistent and Seb can win. So they're going to teach him how to win. They're going to win that third match. Um, yeah, we'll take we'll take that one because Scotty and Burns are playing together as well, best mates. So cheers. Both lactose intolerant from what I hear. So they're not going to be having a good <laughs> week. Um, and then my last one is Dad Bods, Hatton and Ram. They're going undefeated. They're just... I just think they could be my favorite pairing ever at the Ryder Cup, just because they're so angry. And yeah, I cannot wait to see that fireworks. Bombers, they both all like. I mean, come on. It wasn't until I finished this that I realized I had Spieth playing all five sessions with Devil <laughs> Nothing, but he, he's going out with Brooks on the foursomes. I didn't Fairly... know who to put Brooks with. He's in Brooks. Yeah, I wouldn't know who to put Brooks with. Fairly Fair steady enough. there, lads. Two all. Fair enough. Uh, my last and a half, five and a half. Yeah. Last one, day two. I've gone. Um, I've gone again. We're all playing, so the the rookies are coming in again. Uh, oh, sorry, maybe. Uh, oh, I think I just did this one randomly. Um, off the <laughs> bat, we're gonna go first. We're going Ram and Hoygaard, just two big bombers. They both hit the ball a long way. That's what I put down. I wanted a reason to put people together. Um, okay. Nick John hit a ball so far. I feel like you've just gone through every possible combination over the two days that you <laughs> put, I, Scott. What I didn't really want to do is I didn't want to do the whole, which Ben's right. If if one wins, you're riding them the whole way through until they keep winning. I didn't really want to do that because I was like, I want to get people involved. So um, Ram and Hoygaard. Um, I've gone the smallest pairing possible, Ricky and Brian Harmon. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've gone... Uh, Tommy, oh, another one for the crowd, Tommy and Bob Mack. They could win by four or lose by nine, but I think the crowd, Fleetwood, Bobby, like, I just think the crowd are getting behind that. Oh, here's here's one I hadn't thought of before. I'm going to go with Cantley and Xander. <laughs> okay, and then I've gone for the boring pair because I felt bad for America, so I'm going to give you a point on this one, Ben, and I've gone Fitz and Rose again. Oh, I don't know. You might have the point with Spieth and JT, depending on what happens there. They're back okay, together we'll, again. We'll, we'll admit that that could be a boring... Well, actually, it won't be boring because the boys will be off the planet. Um, And then finally, I'm just finishing real strong. I'm going Rory and Hovland. Yeah, I like that. I've gone Scotty and Burns again. That, Great that game. connection. Great game. 
Right, like everyone else, I didn't listen to any of those, but I did go with <laughs> two and a half to America and one and a half to Europe, which leaves oh, us at, it just level. randomly left us at eight all going into the singles. Oh, what are the chances? <laughs> How did that happen? I was going to say, are, um, we do, are we doing singles or like this, Jess? No, I don't bear think so. in, Bear in mind, though, folks, that there, you always forget that there's 12 points on show for the last day like compared to you fight yeah. it out for two days for eight each six, 16 16 yeah. points yeah eight each yeah. you fight it out for two days four sessions for 16 and then all of a sudden 12 are on available on the sunday which is just huge like i i i did look it up i don't remember the percentage but if you win the single session you pretty much always win the Ryder cup wow wow um a few other points uh just a few questions for the audience uh how, do you, how many golfers do you think will play all five sessions if you just look through the European That's and the question. American team? Very like good I question. think I think Scotty will play and I do think one of Cantley or Xander will play if they get hot, but I think that's probably it really. So just as a reference, last year at Whistling Straits or the last time around, Ram and Hovland both played all five and DJ was the only American to play all five. A um, couple of points for me here, right? Ram won all of his four, four matches or at least didn't lose anyway. I think he won all four anyway. Um, he was our best player in Whistling Straits. But he was like visibly wrecked for the singles then. And mm-hmm. he lost to Scotty Scheffler and got hosed. There's an argument to not flog Rory and Ram. I think yeah. he probably will flog them. But there's an argument to sit them out the last session before. The, the thing is, I, I feel like when Luke would go to the lads in the locker room and be like, Okay, how like how are you feeling, John? After three sessions, John would be like, "Yeah, I feel fine. Send me mm. back out again." Like most guys would say, I can walk another thirty-six holes without a golf or another eighteen without having a golf bag on my back. Like, I yeah. I just feel like golfers would yeah generally wouldn't want to sit at any sessions. No, true. It can go um, yeah, go both ways, I suppose. But I actually and then have, just not not actually the way my picks did because my picks were just trying to get everyone involved. But the only one I had written in bold where I actually thought was going to play all five was Hovland. Because yeah. I went with the logic yeah. of, I think, the three ballers, Rory, Ram, and um, Hovland, I was just like, Hovland's, I literally just went with Younger. And I remember last year, as you said, Sh- uh, Shani, that Ram played a lot, looked a bit tired, lost. And then Rory was oh, hit or miss at the Ryder Cup last year. So um, I actually only had Hovland to go. Also, when they, uh, apparently, some, some uh, I think it was Golf Digest or someone did an interview throughout the year asking all the potential European tour players, who would you like to play with? A majority of them kind of said, "Oh, do we know?" But they all said, I, "I'd like to play Victor Hovland." So I think really? there's never an issue with trying to find him a partner. You mm. literally just put Victor out with anyone, and they'll get on. They'll play well. He's so steady, like. Yeah, and then finally, there's one, two, there's four rookies either team. Which rookie do you think is going to come away with the most points? Great question. Um... So, so just for for reference, it's Ludwig, Sepp, Bob, and Hoygaard over yeah. Wyndham Clark. Brian Harmon, Brian Harman. Ma- Max Homa, yeah, and Sam Burns. Uh, for me, it's either it's going to be either Ludwig or Max Homa. Yeah, could you imagine if Brian Harmon went five and zero? <laughs> he could, man. He could, man. He's so accurate. He's a dog, like you know, and like Leona showed it that like she's like she's not long and not winning majors and you know like yeah. dominating stroke play tournaments but then you know shows up it, it's really just about the putter isn't it I like when I was it. actually that's actually one thing when I was watching the Solheim is like oh yeah match play is literally all about putting that's yeah. it yeah. just who puts well in the week 
Oh, you know damn. what I'm excited to see is you know they always give you like behind the scenes kind of footage. Yeah. By the way, also I've seen so much content of them arriving at the golf course today. Like oh, I do yeah. not need to see John or I'm getting out of a car anymore. <laughs> but uh, I bet Brian Harmon is an absolute dog at ping pong. Little left hand bird. Like, oh, like I reckon he's unreal. Uh, In the team room. Yeah. Do we do we have time for a little Ryder Cup knockout? Uh, yes. thing that I've last, last minute put together um, also just for the listeners and I seem to do the same quizzes every time but I just feel it's good knowledge going in for any of the listeners if you're sitting at home on the sofa watching with someone you can rattle this off So someone in the pub wait okay have so is this a yeah. jump in or is this no. a question for me question for Ben I'll, I'll explain um, so great great point Ben if you're in the pub turn to your mate being like do you know and I don't know why <laughs> people in Hull or Bolton listen to our podcast, but you're going to be able to rattle off. It's going to be a question around leading Ryder Cup point scorers. Okay. So you both have one life. Sorry, like one you can lose. Okay. Yeah. So okay. You're allowed to get one wrong. So you, I just want you to name someone in the top five of either the either Europe or America. We're going to go back and forth. If you get one wrong, you lose the life. Okay. Love it. So um, yes, Patrick, give a question. Um, can you ask each question in a different European accent? Um, includes includes Ireland and the UK. Uh, no, because I am <laughs> not a performing monkey, Shani. This is <laughs> this this podcast is sponsored by Quack. Okay, remember who pays, but we don't pay you. But remember who remember where that hat came from on your doesn't head. Pay you to do yeah, this. remember who doesn't pay you for your opinion, Shani. Okay, um, so I'm going to flip a coin, and the coin goes to for that question by you, Shani. Oh, Ben, you get to go first, mate. Um, so Ben, I need someone in the top five point scorers all time, either America or Europe. You choose. Sergio Garcia. Sergio Garcia is the all-time point scorer um, in the Ryder Cup at 28.5. Patrick? So either America or Europe. <laughs> yeah, just for the third time. Uh, yeah. Okay, like, uh, surely Tiger Woods. Incorrect, you've lost your life. Oh my God! Everyone knows Tiger Woods is not a Ryder Cup player. Like, he yeah. never flourished there. I just, I thought it had to be. Does he get to go again, or do I go now? Um, no, I think I'll go, I'll go back to you, Ben, because he's he's burnt it. Yeah. Um, Colin Montgomery. <clears throat> Colin Montgomery is fourth. That was my next one. Fourth all time in Europe. He's got twenty three point five points. Phil Nicholson. Patrick. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Third all time for America. Twenty one point five. Sorry, can I ask another technical question? Is it? We're gonna anyway. Like, is there five for America? And yeah. fight for Europe, or is it just yes. like could there be eight Europeans in the top ten? No, no, sorry, it's, yeah. it's the U.S. leading Ryder Cup point scores. Their top five, okay, and then the European top five. Apologies. So back to you, Ben. Uh, Bernard Langer is third all time for Europe, twenty four points. Correct. So in Europe, we only have two left. Patrick, me, Sevi, yeah. uh, and Sevi is not. Sevi is sixth all time. What kind of list is this? He's it's, it's the list of the European Ryder Cup <laughs> best runner all time, Shani. That's the same list when you started the quiz. Um, Ben, if you want your moment to keep going, you've got none wrong so far. Um, Sevi was six. I'm gonna go Jose Maria Alatabal. Seventh. So that's your life gone. Okay. I think of Amer- Americans. Uh, Americans is very difficult. Um, okay. The one uh, hint I'll give you for America: uh, the Simpsons episode, the video game. How you can't be that? giving him clues. Shani, you already lost. You've got two wrong. The quiz is over. <laughs> no, we got to keep going. 
Okay, fine. You can keep going. So well, there's there's the clue. Shani, you can have that one. The Simpsons, the video game. You have selected, you know, Power Davis Drive. Love. Oh, yeah. Power. <laughs> you have selected, no? Um, Someone power. Lee Trevino, no? Oh, yeah. Why is that? I don't get it. Yeah. Yep. I'm too old. You didn't watch Simpsons enough. <laughs> so for America, um, yeah, you can America get... Davis Love. No. Uh, Marco Mira. Couple of golfers I don't think we're going to get. Number one all time for the US is Billy Casper, 23.5. Ah, ah come, come on. on now, come on. Number four is Laney Watkins, 21.5. Laney Watkins, yeah. Yeah. And then number two on America's. Raymond top. Floyd. Three was Mickelson. No. Number two should get all time top three. Oh, Tom, um, uh, Jack Nicholas. No, he's sixth. The other one. Tom Watson. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer, correct. Second. And then for Europe, you're missing two and five. Um, Lee Westwood. Correct. Number five. Mm, nice. And number two, everyone's least favorite commentator. Don't. Not oh, Faldo. Yeah, there we go. Not Paul McGinley. <laughs> Paul McGinley. Yeah, Faldo's second with 25 points. Yeah. Good quiz, Scott. Thank yeah, you. excellent quiz. Thank you. So for, for the, anyone... For the, for the three people that continue to listen yeah. through us. How do we think that pod went, lads? Think, does anyone listen? So for oh. Gar Evans or whoever's still listening or all the people in Hull and Bolton in the pub, you can tell them that Billy Casper is the US all-time leading point scorer. I'd like to point out for... that Casper only is 23 and a half, which would be tied fourth overall behind, tied with Colin Mon- Montgomery, behind Bernard Langer, Faldo and Sergio. So Team Europe, bro. For anyone that is still listening, we have just restocked our best-selling uh, Black and Navy Quack Links joggers. Uh, coming into jogger season, I'm about to send out a very well-written email, if I do say so myself, describing about how our joggers, they're they're not fully cuffed all the way around like other brands. So from the front, they look like a very well-fitting trouser and the cuff sits at the back. So say goodbye to wet and muddy go- rounds of golf in the winter. Get yourself a pair of Quack joggers. Would you believe he did that without a script in front of him? <laughs> if anyone's hiring for a script writer. Yeah, hoping to see some joggers this weekend. Don't think we will, but you never know. You never I know. think I think it's not this week. I think joggers sees it's still short, but I, and I don't think it's this week. Might not be next week, but I think the week after that it's jogger season. Officially jogger there. season. Yeah, it's fresh in the morning, but you could still wear shorts. Any we're, we're just trying to sell some joggers here. Just sell it <laughs> joggers season. What are you doing, man? Everyone, don't buy them yet. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, everyone, this is the guy whose girlfriend, <laughs> or wife, Kate White's team is leading the Premier League and uh, or the fantasy thing, and she doesn't play fantasy. So, um, yeah, I think... Finish it off with predictions, lads. Predictions. Right, predictions, yeah. I'm going to go... Oh, I'm going to go 15-13. Can it be 15-13? Yeah, fifteen thirteen to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Europe. We're gonna go home. Yeah. I'm going for big Seb Straka is gonna be the one who's gonna win the point for us to win it. This is officially your favorite sporting event, isn't it, Scott? You've said that many a times. I absolutely love the Ryder Cup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I just I think I just coverage. I love the hype. I love the the crowds that are at it. I love the random people who come out as heroes, like Fleetwood Molinari, like back mm-hmm. in Paris. For me, that was. I've watched the video of Shane. Holding that pot. We didn't much to cheer about at the last Ryder Cup, but Shane holding that pot and dropping it and give it the Come on! Yeah, I love I love the passion that comes yeah, out. The passion. So yeah, I'm I I just love the Ryder Cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just hope it's close. I I, I couldn't it, I can't predict it, but I just hope it's close. 
15th. It's not a washout either way. Deb Strack is for yeah. the weekend. I think the USA are going to retain it 14 all. Oh, that would kill me. <laughs> Just, some people want to watch the well, world. It would be that... very interesting to see if USA retain it, what their celebrations are like. Because I, I think they would actually go mad if they if they did. It'd be the exact same. They all do. think so? Yeah. Absolutely. Fairness to them. Unless the they've listened to this beforehand. They've come all the way. Yeah. yeah. All right, lads. That was a good one. Arriva Dirci Atuti. See you later, folks. Oh. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.